0: Warning, this podcast contains adult language, hiking, adult situations, violence, blood, survival, and EOW scenarios. Listener discretion is advised. Cold storage is not good for the complexion. Hello and welcome to another edition of Spark and Review. I'm your host Zan. How are you doing today? Hope you're doing well. Yeah, not much. I lost Street Fighter four. Such a fucking good game. Such a good game. But I suck so bad at it. I am so bad. (laughs) I'm only good at two characters and the rest of them suck. It wasn't worth 60 bucks, but I'm enjoying it. So, anyway, besides that rant, hello and welcome to the Spyrokin Manga Review. For those of you who don't know, Spyrokin is a site that provides information and reviews about manga. And pretty much every episode, what we end up doing is we will pretty much review one to two mangas depending on the situation and give you a little bit of information about it. That way, you don't go to the bookstore and say, this manga looks good, and you read it and it sucks. I do all the dirty work. If you don't believe me, that's no problem. And again, I unfortunately pulled another falsehood. I'm sorry, guys. Couldn't get someone Mason to join me today because she's well. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into that. Anyway, hope you guys are doing good. Hope everything is all spiffy and wonderful and great. So let's get on with the news of the day. So we actually <laughs> got a lot today because it is a new month. It is March. So let's get on with it. Now the first one's kind of cool. It's actually my favorite. Now Meiji University in Tokyo. It's one of the oldest colleges in all of Japan. They said they're gonna create the world's largest museum devoted specifically to anime and manga. And once open, this museum's collection is gonna be over two point five million items, which is gonna have manga volumes, magazines, fanzines, doujinshis, videos, toys, DVDs and everything. There's gonna be screening rooms, libraries, and it's gonna be a research center for anyone who wants to check out manga and anime studies. This is awesome. I mean, supposedly there's another similar museum in 2006 that's at Seki University. It's the Faculty of Manga, I think. And then there's, of course, in San Francisco, the Cartoon Arts Museum and the Museum of Cartoon and Comic Art here in New York, but this is awesome. It's a museum dedicated specifically to anime and manga. That is fucking awesome. It's pretty cool. I must go one day when I go to Japan if I ever get the money. It'll take a long time, though, but anyway, Next. Next one is, remember how I told you that Diamond Distributors decided to pretty much get rid of a lot of animates in manga, well, the majority of it's a lot of manga, like over a thousand titles, well, they've decided that Seven Seas manga stuff is going to be affiliated, so Harate Blade and Tetragrammatron Labyrinth aren't going to be on the list, also Venus Versus Virus and Inukami, so this sucks. Diamond's getting rid of more stuff, slowly. It's a shame, but, you know, if you want it, you're going to have to go to either Kinakuya or you're going to have to go to Amazon or the official website of the... of the... of Seven Seas. Sorry, if you hear nasally, I have a little bit of a cold again. Sorry, my allergies are acting up. Okay, next one is the final Shaman King manga is being posted online. Yep, and so you have to go to the official website of the... Kang Zeng Bang of Hiroyuki Takis Shaman King so it's gonna be on Friday check it out it looks kinda cool even though I don't like Shaman King and this is the last final chapter okay next one's kinda cool alright a couple months ago I reviewed Tale of the Moon and ironically Rinko Ueda the creator is working on a new story and this story is called Cho Tokyo Hiyoki or Super Express Hiyoko it's about a girl named Hiyo who's in love with an older person, naturally, because it's a shoujo. And, you know, just one of those typical two part romances and starting in April 3rd. It's kinda cool. I mean, I like the art in the story of Tale of the Moon, so this might be interesting. We'll see, it might be on the wheel. Alright. Next news item is that Morino Asago Manga. Is gonna become a film. Now this is pretty much about just a death row rookie prison guard interacting with this felon who's on death row. It's kind of, eh. I don't know. Sounds kind of retarded, but that's just my feeling on it. Last news item for the day is that Mitsuru Adachi is gonna be in monthly shown in Sunday starting a manga. What is the manga about? Who knows, but it's another fucking sports manga. Because Adachi makes things like Touch, H2, Cross Game, all baseball manga, so bleh. It matters not. Ah, uh, so, believe that is all the news. Unless you're talking about real news, and with that, well, not much going on. I mean, Paul Harvey died. For those of you who don't know, Paul Harvey is it, was an old AM radio jockey who was very cool. And he talked in a very mild voice. And would say many... His way of saying information would be literally just a sentence. You know how if you hear a news report, they go on and on about it? He's just like, okay, a man got murdered in Jersey. Uh, there's a price line at blah 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 blah. One sentence, that's all he'd do. He's a brilliant, brilliant journalist. And, well, it's a shame. At nine years old, he passed away. and eh, well... It's a shame, so it matters not. Uh, so, since my throat's kind of uh I hate always being my allergies acting up. It sucks. You guys must think I'm always sick or something. I'm not. Just lately, it's just been my allergies are acting up. So anyway, so on to the manga review of the day. So, for you, from those you may remember last week, I spun the wheel of manga, and I got seven seeds. And I was like, what the hell is Seven Seeds about? So, let me give you the specifics on it. Now, Seven Seeds was created by Yumi Tamura. Its publisher was Shogaku Ken. It was originally published in Betsu Komi Flowers Magazine. And originally came out November 2001, and it's still coming out. There are 14 volumes, and it is an adventure sci-fi Josie. Because at first I heard this was a Josie, I was like, what? This, And I'm reading this, and it doesn't seem like a Josie at all. It seems very Shonen. Well, more like a, it's an adventure. So I was like, this is weird. But the art style you can see is definitely sh- uh, Josie. Because you see it's very flowery at times. Very detailed and very feminine. And everyone's very angular and pretty. There isn't an ugly person around. And the art is very, well, well not all the art is very pretty. But it's very... Dark. And well, what is Seven Seeds about? Pretty cool premise. It's set Okay. Story opens up with our with our first main character. Note I said first. Now the first main character, Natsui Iwashimizu, is at home with her brother. And her parents have made all this wonderful, yummy food. All this food, and she's talking about, oh my god, this and that, and shrimp, and fried tofu. And she's like, well, what, are we having a feast today? And her brother's like, no, it just they seem like they made all your favorite food. And her parents are kind of smiling at her. And she goes to bed, and then she wakes up, and she doesn't know where she is. The lights are off. She's like, what, where, where am I? And she's a lady saying, come on, we gotta get out of here. And she looks down, it's like, I went to bed in my pajamas, why am I in my clothes, and why am I wearing my new sneakers? Uh, yes. And as she exits this quote-unquote room, she sees she's in a capsule. And there's water surrounding everything. And, long story short, because I don't really want to get into the whole drama in the beginning, that her of her, and this lady, and two other people, ending up on an island... Which is what happens. They end up on this weird cat-shaped island. They're wondering, what's going on? And she meets these two people. So, the first person she, she meets is this guy, Arashi Auto. And he ends up like her unofficial protector. No, he's not. A, he's sort of a love interest, sort of not. As the series progresses, she kind of likes him, but he is in love with someone else. But anyway, and he's kind of this very, you know... Just compassionate person who's on the swim team, and Natsui was just very, she's not very assertive, very quiet, but she writes a lot. And this is important later. And the other character is this very pretty. I thought it was a girl at first, or a very ugly man, well, not ugly, very feminine man. Who it is is Semimaru Asai. Now he's pretty much just a rebel without a cause. Dick tries to touch Natsui, and the last person with them is Saotome Boten. Hmm. and at this point you should realize that all of their names surprisingly you know cuz Natsu means summer Arashi means Tempest and Green Paddy Semimaru means Cicada and Botan means Poeni they're all summer names hmm coincidence? no the whole premise of this whole story is that back in the day there was a theory that a meteorite was going to crash and hit Earth. There's still That theory still around. They've determined it's probably going to be within the next hundred years or something, or it might avoid us, and the whole premise is that every country tried coming up with different plans, different plans, and they came up with one final plan, the Seven Seeds Project. Now, the premise is this. Every country would crowd-genetically preserve a number of, you know, pretty healthy people And they'd have specific traits to allow them to survive the devastation of the impact. And on each thing, each pod, they'd have like a computer. Which once everything was healthy and the the you know oxygen levels and everything settled down, once I was all good, the computer would say, "Okay, wake up," and it would revive each group. Now, this if the future, there's no way to give them stuff, right? No. So it would work as they pick seven teens and one adult. The adult would be trained to survival, that'd be their, you know, their guardian at times. While well, each of the 17s would have their own little niche and whatnot, which is kind of cool. Sucky thing, though, is that in order for them to have supplies, they built these kind of hidden bunkers in specific areas, and actually the, what they call the Seven fujis, Not Mount Fuji, they're these other mountains, which are like, you know... There are these mountains which are Mount Fuji, but they're called like the Little Fujis, And that's where they hid all of these little caches with full of food and books and, to help these kids survive. And you have no idea how long it's been. You could assume it was a hundred years or a thousand years or could even be tens of thousands of years. And so like I said, you have five groups. And ironically, each of the groups are called after they're named after a season. It's spring, summer A, summer B, Autumn and Winter. Now this is kinda of important. Cause each group has their own little thing. The first group we're following, the one with Natsu, is group B. Now the place they land on at first when you don't they don't believe a word that Bolton says is they see these little creatures, like these bugs that literally it's like white Gra- like white grass that literally is just consuming everything. It's like these army ants. Then you have these other little creatures. It's like, looks like a rabbit, but it's ravenous. And then there's another creature which is exactly the same, except it's docile and a herbivore. So this feature is very creepy and, sh- and unusual. There's a lot of just disturbing creatures. So, after we finally establish all. So eight of the main characters of group B suddenly it goes to about a few months later and we're actually following the spring group and the spring group is led which the main character for these stories is Hana Suguruno and ironically Hana is the girlfriend of Arashi and group B is headed by this guy named Tosi Yanaga and this is when you d- you discover that something special about all the groups. Each group has something special with them. For example, spring group, everybody is the is very strong. Hana, pretty much her father trained her to have wilderness survival skills. Then there's her unofficial suitor guy, Mansaki, who is a skilled archer and he's very laid back. Then you have this one girl who's a doctor, Fujiko. Then you have this prodigy musician, Haru. Then you have this 12-year-old genius, Momotaro. And then you have one girl who's a potter named Chisa Taimami. And then, of course, like I said, Tessi Yanaga, he was a member of the SDF, and he's actually nuts. What happens is he's very authoritative, and... A little bit of a spoiler here, but he ends up dying because a giant praying mantis ends up impregnating him with eggs, and he kind of, in a very gross way, kind of explodes. But he lights himself on fire. This is not... this is... For women, but it's very graphic. I'll tell you this now: very bloody. You see people's limbs getting bitten off. You see animals ripping apart flesh. It's very graphic. So anyway, after so, like I said, spring group obviously is set to go, and you find out that every group was designed. Groups, four of the groups were designed specifically for survival, but in order for this to happen, for you know, just to have everything right, they needed a fuck up group. That group is Spring Group B, which is Natsu's group. So these are people who aren't designed to survive, and their guardian, the guide, is a policewoman, which is Botan. She was a policewoman, so this is kinda interesting, because you want to see Group B succeed. You want to see Arashi hook up with Hana, because they both are madly in love with each other. And, you know, that's pretty much the story, it's just it follows each group individually in the trials and tribulations of them surviving in this world. And now, you're probably thinking right now, okay, this sounds kind of meh, it sounds okay. It's like the main characters are all girls, the main character they follow and the groups are girls, right? No. Three of the groups, the main character. Three, three of the groups of main characters are actually guys. The first group we see which has male protagonist is the Winter group and that's actually my personal favorite story even though it's so graphic and horrific because Winter group, like I said, all of them are supposed to have nine or eight members, right? Winter group starts off with only five because three of the cryostasis pods broke. So, three of the members are already dead. And what you see is this group is a little more Athletic. Main character is Takahiro, and Takahiro, he is a baseball player. I mean, he's supposedly the greatest pitcher of all time. And then with him is another baseball player, Fubuki, who he's the greatest shortstop of all time. They're friends. And then the other three is you have Mitsuru, who's this high school girl who's a. She dances traditional dance. It's actually really pretty how they drew her kimono and how she dances last two people you have is Mitsuki, who is this journalist, and then the last one is the guide who survived, this bald guy whose name is Shoyuru. And with them, what happens is that they wake up, it's kind of winter. They woke up 15 years before Group B woke up. So by the time they interact with any of the other members, they're pretty old. Even though they're the same age chronologically because of birth. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So, what happens is that with that group, they're, you know, they woke up with three members, they bury them, and they're just trying to figure out what to do, how to survive, and immediately one of the bodies goes missing. It turns out that a giant saber-toothed tiger, they exist in this world, comes to, well, he's hungry, and. We slowly see the Winter Group whittle down because of this tiger. First we see, like I said, those two disappear, then Sayuru gets killed. You see him actually get eaten. And then Mitsuki, the journalist, has two well. He's injured and he decides to uh, jump off a cliff. So it's looking really promising for the Winter Group. Three members left at this point. And also, before I forget, when the, when the two characters Sayuru and Mitsuki first uh, bumped into the Sabertooth Tiger before when he killed or assaulted them, the other three had found a giant wolf who was injured. Now this is kind of cool, because as they are they they rescue the wolf and help him out, and so they kind of scare off the Sabertooth Tiger because what happens is that they used their baseball skills to literally hit a baseball directly into the face of the tiger and he runs away because he's never felt a freaking ninety mile an hour pitch baseball hit him in the face which should have killed him but it didn't So they end up trying to go to one of the fujis because he tells them you have to go to the fuji to hear. and so they're on their way and as you can probably guess the tiger wants his food, so he wants his revenge, and, sorry, I know I'm spoiling a lot, but this is, like I said, my favorite story, so what happens is that, long, after a while, he, you know, you know, two, two guys, one girl, they're gonna kind of fight for the attention of the girl, but the girl likes one of them, and Takahiro decides, since she likes Fubuki, he'll step back, so they end up hooking up. And things are good like that. They they become a couple, and he's kind of the third wheel. But they're still his friends and his unofficial family. So, a longer story short, as I said four times already. So now at this point, everyone's favorite tiger finally catches up with them, and Fabuki goes down. Cause he 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 goes to save Mitsuru and Takahiro and they go off things have gotten worse a lot worse So it's now just the two of them and it's really cold so what does Mitsuru do she takes all her clothes puts it on except for her dancing she has a beautiful satin dancing kimono takes all her clothes puts it on Takahiro and decides to dance because she wants to dance for some reason she's feeling depressed and sad and as she's dancing and dancing it's really cold so as you probably are guessing the next morning Takahiro wakes up completely covered in clothes and he sees frozen in a beautiful pose Mitsuru so winter group went from set from 8 To five to one. And so, and of course, as I said, that saber-toothed tiger is still around. So, what's going to happen with him? Uh, Well, he does have some help, because after that point, he hears a wolf cry. Obviously, as you can guess, like with most animals, if you help them when they're injured, they'll follow you around, kind of like a puppy. So the wolf followed him, and as he's followed by the wolf, suddenly he sees Fubuki. Fubuki's alive. He's alright, he's better. Cause he's like, Well what? Oh my god, how'd you survive? And he sees he's bleeding and he kinda treats his wound. And well, another chapter goes by of them travelling and searching. And at the end, of course you can guess who shows up for one final match. Yes, the saber toothed tiger. And both of them go and they kill the tiger, and at the end, they find one of the caches. And you know, Tiger finds that he swims down. It's like, yes, we found the cache. We're gonna be safe. We're gonna be safe, Fabuki. And Fabuki smiles and he's like, well, yeah, survive. Yeah, make sure everything's all right. All right. Then you see, because because Fabuki turns around, and and not Fabuki, to Hero turns around for a second. He's all happy. He looks back. Fabuki's gone, and what do you see on the ground? Dead. Hmm. Yep, you see the giant wolf. So it was kind of cool, like it, like the, almost like the wolf was pretending to be his friend, or he was imagining his friend and was hanging out with the wolf. It just—I don't know it just that kind of gets me. It's kind of d- sad, but it, it gets me. Cause you know, he this wolf they he helped helped him out. Because the wolves in the future apparently can use illusions, which I thought that was pretty cool. So then, you know, as he's depressed and sad, you see that there was two other wolves following them. Two cubs. He adopts them and names them Fubuki and Mitsuru. And they become his family. So he lives with wolves for many, many years. Until he meets the other group. And well, the other two groups you get introduced later. Like, it goes back to Group B, and that's when you meet, well, the fall group, they're pretty much a bunch of assholes. I'm not going to get into them. The last group is Summer Group A, and what happened is that they are actually specifically created for the Seven Seeds project. They were chosen. A hundred babies were raised on an island, taught wilderness survival until they reached the age of 17, and then seven of them were chosen and put in cryo. And of course, course during this project if you failed they the faculty said oh they left the island to join society and well surprisingly enough that's not the case well you should guess it so first off what can I say about this story except that it is very disturbing very graphic I mean, if you don't like death, and you don't like the premise of horrific things happening in the world, this is not your title. If you like sci-fi and adventure, you'll like this. It's very different if you like hiking, and you like adventure. It's like very Robinson Crusoe. Actually, that's a one of the big plot points, in it is that H- Hana and Arashi both have a copy of Robinson Crusoe, and they're kind of following it. And you know that's it. It points because the fact is they're you know on a Robinson Crusoe-esque adventure where they're just trying to survive. And like part of you wants to see all of them survive, but it's really creepy. the The whole it's disturbing the whole premise. But I love how the world is designed. How everything changed. Like you see buildings that are covered completely in. Moss, you see some mountains that weren't there before, and rocks that weren't there before, and of course, where the the Fuji's are, you see these statues that are covered in dust, and even the creatures are created. I mean, like you have some things that are the same, like banana trees. You have crocodiles, but then you have things like giant Venus fly traps. You have freaking rabbits that are carnivorous and herbivores at the same time, and you know, these llama sheep things, and then you have these. Like, they're no fish, except these giant scary fish. And. Overall, its design is very, very unique. I know that's a bad word for me to use, but that's all I could say. Now, art design, like I said. Backgrounds are very well done. It's very shiny, very pretty, very unique. Again, that's my new word instead of cool, it's unique. So, I'm sorry this episode is kind of meh, but let me get into it. So, the art style, like I said, is very josie, very flowery with the design. People look very feminine. Animals are very detailed, backgrounds are extremely detailed, and I like that about this. Some of the scenes are truly horrific, though. I mean, one scene, you see a character who's eaten in half, and it's just very grotesque. I mean, not gill grotesque, because he's the master, but it's kind of got that kind of cute feminine gross quality, so it's a little... Eh. Hmm. Story. I'm enjoying it. I love the fact that they actually narrate it as five different stories, almost, because you follow each of the main characters in their group, as opposed to just doing one narrative, which is straight up. They have it at different points in time. Like, summer group B is the main that's canon time, but then you have summer group A takes place a little before the the meteorite hit, or if, if the meteorite even did hit, you don't know if the meteorite hit. You don't know, but. Something happened. And how winter group 15 years before the group B open, wakes up, and winter spring group wakes up after that, and then fall group or autumn group wakes up three years before group uh, B woke up. So you just gotta figure out the time schedule and the blah. Anyway, I've been rambling on and on. Sorry about that, guys. So, overall, I have to give seven seeds... A. Borrow it from a friend, and don't return unless offered Pocky. Unfortunately, you can't borrow it from a friend, because it's not out in the United States. I don't think it'll ever be out in the United States, even though it's a very cool premise. (laughs) It'd be a cool TV show, too, but I don't think they do, and it's too graphic. And with the way that mangas aren't being released as much, it might be hard for this to even come out. I mean, if you want, write letters to Viz to Tokyo Pop to pick this up, because it is really a good story. It's, you know, it has women empowerment in it. It's got, for guys, the whole baseball group is pretty cool. And all the characters are just very relative to today. So, if you have a chance, check it out on Scanlation. It is really a very inspired story. I don't know where it's going at this point, but we'll see what happens. It reminds me a little of The Walking Dead, like... Walking Dead's about zombies, and afterwards, it's after what happens at the end of a zombie movie. They bind their family, but then what do they do? You know, there's still zombies in the world. It's similar to that premise. It's like, okay, the world has ended, and they're surviving, so how the fuck do they survive? And that's what this covers. You know, there are situations they can't handle. It's not like, oh, there's monsters coming, and we found a place. No. You know, what happens if one of them breaks their arm, or one of them gets, uh, you know, touches a fungus, which is corrosive? Or what happens if uh, you know you but- eat the wrong fruit? You get poisoned. So you see all that little things covering it. And definitely, if you have a chance, check it out. Even if you like Josie books, if you don't like flower, if you like sports manga and violence manga, like true violent, like you don't know, like Ricky O and DBZ, you're not gonna like this. This is more of an actual story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yep, so I believe that's all I got to say about that. And now, on to something a little more pressing. Not pressing, but a little more close to my heart. Now, for those of you who listen to podcasts, and since you're listening to me, you obviously listen to podcasts. One of the most influential podcasters to me and a lot of other podcasters, Aaron Schnooth from the Warp Anime Podcast, has retired. Well, he retired Warp. Episode 73 was the final volume. If you haven't heard any of his stuff, I recommend going to iTunes or Podcast Pickle and downloading it. It's a really cool show. I mean, he went to Japan did a whole 5 freaking episode thing on Japan. It was really cool. He's, you know, he actually helped me start, like I said, he helped me start off this podcast. He's a good guy, and it's a shame he's going... It really is. I mean, I hope he finds fortune whatever he does in the future. And if he ever decides to do a podcast again, I'll definitely listen to it, as long as it's not about poker or anything like that. Yeah. So, with this happy stuff out of the way, is there anything else going on? Yes, um, the Pokemon contest is done, unfortunately. Since no one wanted to try it, no one won. won it. You know, the one guy did that smart-ass thing, and I debate about giving it to him, but no. No one wanted. it, so I have more crap clogging up my room. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, well, the other thing, the other contest still going on, we have our Be the Voice of the Wheel of Manga. and Now, of course, that is self-explanatory. You call our voicemail, 206-426-6665. Call there leave a message with you saying the wheel of manga and give me the information about it, about, you know, how you put ten titles on, so on and so forth. Winner becomes the voice of the wheel of manga. It's that simple and you win props and also I'll throw in a limited edition Street Fighter IV poster. I got a hold of this because I pre-ordered it, and really it's just clogged up my room, so that's kind of cool. You get a Street Fighter 4 poster, too, and you get some other goodies. Maybe I'll throw in this DVD of Bacchina. I don't know. We'll see. So, uh, other contests, of course, there is the design an intro like Casey did two episodes ago. That's simple. Just do an intro uh, warning. And the other contest, the final contest, is to design a Wheel of Manga for us. Just take 10 titles that we haven't used off the Wheel of Manga list and put it on there. So that way, we're all set to go for another episode. You get props for that. Sorry, these contests are kind of lame, but hey, just trying to get you guys involved. Because I know that there's more of you than I think. And I know there's a lot of listeners. Like I said, if you don't want it, send me a voicemail because it'd be too much money on your phone just do use a microphone I mean you could even use the rock band microphone if you have a rock band mic plug it into your computer make a quick recording 30 seconds or less and just send it to spirekin at yep you can also email me at zan.spirekin at um, also check out the myspace myspace.com forward slash spirekin or our website spirekin.podbean.com and we're also on itunes under spirekin mom review someone leave us a review please there's only three reviews and one of them is not so flattering and i'm assumed i have improved the vocal quality a little bit i think it sounds a lot better give me some feedback on how you feel if it sounds better Also, if you've noticed if you look on your browser you'll see if you go to itunes and go to look at the new episodes if you put update it's gonna say that there's eleven new updates i updated episodes two through eleven and also episode one will be up by next week. These are the remastered editions uh... ten and eleven say updated they say actually remastered and episode nine through one are going to have zero one if you see zero zero in the number that's been remastered. If you just see the number it's not remastered yet sound quality is a lot better. I changed some of the music and I've added something. In episode nine I added something very funny first person to send me what I Changed in episode nine, gets a cookie. No, seriously, I'll send you a cookie. Uh, so definitely re-download those episodes. They sound a lot better. And for those of you who said, oh, these, the quality of these episodes are crappy. I fixed it, so it's a lot better. Um, I think that's it for this episode. The and manga review. I mean, it's not much else I can do. I mean, episode forty is, of course, our Watchmen episode like I said and hmm I think that's it for this episode am I forgetting something yes I am as usual I know what I'm forgetting I'm forgetting that one that only the The wheel wheel of manga yes friends the wheel of manga except no substitute pretty much how the wheel of manga works is I assign 10 titles to the wheel of manga and then I spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's what we're reviewing for episode 41 of the Spark and Mography, which will happen next week. So, let me spin the Wheel of Manga and see when what I'm going to be getting for the next episode. Oh, that's not good. I think I need to get a new Wheel of Manga because the pin looks a little like it's going to break. So I'm probably going to have to get a new one. And I got number three. Now, number three for the list of the Wheel of Manga, what's on there, is a very happy manga. very cool manga. Ooh, Kari Kano. Yep. So, for episode 41 of the Spyro Kano Review, I'm going to be reviewing Kari Kano or His and Her Circumstances. Very cool manga. Very flowery. Very long. So, definitely remember, check us out. Episode 40 is going to be this Saturday. That's going to be the Who Watches the Watchman episode. And I believe that's it. So, thank you for listening to Spark and Manga View. Continue to listen. And this is Zan. Good day. Ju